take a journey with me into the unseen realm of the paranormal. See it through the eyes of a demonologist. You're listening to the Cajun Demonologist Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're having a good day. Thank you for tuning in to the Cajun Demonologist Podcast. All right, so today we're going to talk about spiritual warfare in general and how angels can be called upon to help us in defeating the wickedness and the snares of the devil. But before we get to that, I need to just go over quick reference with you guys so that you will know the various types of angels and what they were created for, what their role is. So first you have the seraphim, okay, which is going to be your highest ranking angels. They sit above God's throne in the throne room. They are said to have six wings. So... There's actually very little in the Bible about the seraphim, even though they are mentioned in just maybe one or two passages. And that's basically all it says is that they are six-winged angels. They sit above the throne in the throne room of God. So then after that, we have the cherubim. Now, the cherubim is very interesting because... A lot of scholars agree that Lucifer, which is Satan, before he fell, could have been a cherubim. And here's why. Cherubims were originally created to guard the Garden of Eden. It is said that they have four faces, one of a human, one of an ox, one of a lion, and one of an eagle, and four wings covered with eyes. Now, this is interesting um, on a lot of different standpoints. One, if you go back to the mythology of ancient Egypt, you have a lot of, um, you know, people with animal heads. You'll see ox, you'll see birds, different things like that. So, were they communicating with cherubim that's a whole nother discussion i just find it interesting and i for one believe that lucifer could have very well been a cherubim because that would put him in the garden of eden as the snake that convinced eve to unquote unquote eat the apple we all know that's a metaphor right but you get the point Um, The next is going to be dominions. Let's go over this real quick. Um, Dominions are very common. When you think of angels in general, you're going to probably think of a dominion by looks. Look, we all picture a real handsome man or or woman, you know, with big wings um, as an angel. Well, that's exactly how dominions are called. Dominions are also sometimes called lordships. They look like very attractive humans with feathered wings. 
But their job is to preside over lesser angels, okay? So they are the ones that basically go from earth to heaven and report back to God. Now, powers and authorities, this is very important, especially when it comes to spiritual warfare. Powers and authorities are said to be warrior angels who fight demons. Usually, powers and authorities are drawn as painted as actual soldiers. So they have paintings of them with uniforms, weapons to fight evil. And they are most loyal angels and mess manage everything in the universe. So these angels are basically our military, you know, but they fight everything in our universe. Now, we get to the third spear, which is the archangels, which is what a lot of people are very familiar with. And most people know that Michael is an archangel. Um, you know, Michael is viewed as being the leader of the archangels. His main role in the world is to protect, to promote courage, bravery, justice, he also works to keep evil spirits from leading us astray from our spiritual path. Many who work in jobs involving like healthcare and things like that, sometimes they feel the presence of Michael. Um, it's very common that you know people will be in a room with somebody and that this person's dying, and they say that they feel the presence of you know this very powerful presence that they really just don't know where it's coming from. All right, so then we have Archangel Uriel, which means Lion of God. Okay, um, his responsibilities are pretty much uh, for protection, healing, Mother Earth. Um, his elements are earth, wind, fire, and water. So a lot of pagan people you know, are, and stuff, they, they talk about earth, wind, water, and fire north, south, east, and west, the four elements of, of the earth. Well, sorry to tell you, but that is Archangel Ariel. That's what their dominion over. That That's what they do. That's his job. Um, so then we have Archangel Raphael, all right, which his name means, Father, we come to thee. Um, it is God who heals us, or God heals which would basically be what the word Raphael means. Um, and then we have Archangel Gabriel. Now, Gabriel and Michael are your two most well-known angels. In Christian mythology, it never really says that Gabriel is an archangel. But Gabriel, to me, could very well be an archangel. And the simple fact is because God has sends Gabriel to earth with messages that are very important tasks. And I think that he would put that duty to a very trustworthy and high-ranking angel because Gabriel is the one that came to Mary with the message of God that God has chosen her to be the mother of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So Gabriel, in my opinion, is second to Michael. Now, then we also have Archangel Raziel. 
Uh, then we have Archangel Kamel and Archangel Joseph L. Uh, but the, we really don't need to get into their roles and what they do because if you want to find that out, you can actually just Google that. But it's important to understand the dominions, the principalities, the seraphim, the cherubim, because when you're doing spiritual warfare, you can loosen an angel. Loosen means basically call upon an angel. Look, it's said in the Bible, what is done on earth shall be done in heaven. So if you call upon an archangel, and you have to do this verbally. This is why spiritual warfare, everything is ver verbally. You say everything out loud. And if I were doing a deliverance on a home or a person, I would go down the list. I would say, I call up on the seraphim. I call up on the cherubim. I call up on the principalities and the dominions and the archangels to surround us and protect us in in clear us from the wickedness and the snares of the devil. You know, that's what I would do because the whole concept of spiritual warfare is you have to make sure there's no loopholes for this demonic entity to remain and have a right to a person or a place. And Catholic, they call it exorcism. It's called the right of exorcism. And that's what it means, right, R-I-T-E, because um, this entity has a right to something. And if you break that right, then the, it, you can expel that entity from a place or a home. A lot of different people, when they do spiritual warfare, they, you know, they find prayers for spiritual warfare and stuff like that, and they'll try to recite that. Now, the problem with that is... Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong, and I'm not saying that it does not work. But when you understand the basic principles of spiritual warfare and how it works, then you can recite your own prayers. And to me, when you recite your own prayers, it is way more effective than just reading um, a prayer that you found on the internet or something like that. And the reason being is because when you recite your own prayer, it does what? It comes from the heart. It comes from within you. You know, the one thing that you have to do is, in order to do spiritual warfare, is you have to be given the authority. You have to be given the sermon to do this. Now, this is simply praying and asking for it. Ask God for the authority to help you through this. Because then you have the authority to tread over serpents. And that's referring to demons. As long as you use the name of God and, and Jesus more prevalent than anything, trust me, when a demon is confronted with God or anything holy, they are going to bow down and bug out. That is what they do. But here's the key. We have to understand the basic principles of spiritual warfare and how it works. Spiritual warfare is basically a battle that goes on around us every day. Okay? It is the battle between good and evil. 
This happens in the spiritual realm 24-7. There is a war going on. Sometimes we get caught up in that. Now, one key one when coming to doing deliverance is one, you have to truly believe in what you're doing. If you second guess yourself, you've just undone everything you just attempted to do. And a demon will try to make you second guess yourself as a last ditch effort before being expelled. That's happened to me several times. And anyone who's been in the, in the field of demonology or spiritual warfare, I am sure they have experienced the same thing. That is why it's very important to truly believe in what you're doing. And for me, what makes this work for me and what makes it very powerful is I visualize everything that I do. When I enter into a room, I picture that room being black. And as I'm going through my prayers, I'm saying it with emotion. I'm saying it with heart because that's where it comes from. I like to write my own. And I visualize all this black air, all this darkness, leaving the room. The room is filled with light. I do that in every single room. Now, what I do in the beginning, and let's just say I'm going to do a house cleansing. First thing I will do, I will get myself in the right state of mind. I will ask for the authority. Once I feel that has been given to me, I will call upon the archangels. I will call upon Archangel Michael, Raphael, Urel. You know, I will go down the list. And each angel that I call, I literally visualize them shooting down from heaven, slamming against the ground, pulling their swords out, and they surround me as I call each one out there protecting me. So I've already visualized that. And then I'll say the St. Michael prayer. Then I will light my incense, my holy water, and I will start going to room to room, you know, clearing the house. So we can call upon angels to help us. That is what they are here for. They are here to help us. But the problem is you have to understand angels are not like God. Angels cannot hear our thoughts. God can hear our thoughts. So we can pray to ourselves and God can hear our prayers. Angels cannot read our thoughts. We have to say out loud and call up on them out loud, and then they will respond. They will come. They will do the job that you have called them there to do. You know, a lot of people think that it's not going to work for them. You know, spiritual warfare, it's not going to work for them. That's why I tell you that there's a war all around us. These entities are going to make you believe that you can't do it. They're going to make you believe you don't have the power to do it. But you do. I cannot tell you how many times I get messages from people wanting help. And I 
try to explain to them what to do in order to fix the problem. But it's like they don't understand. You know, they feel that I have to come there physically to be able to help them. That's not the case. You have the power just as much as I have the power. It's just I have learned to trust and believe in the power and authority that was given to me. But you have that same power. You have the ability to do it just as much as I do. Now, granted, if you're going to really get into the, the dark stuff, you know, you do need training. And that training is knowledge. But to do a basic house cleansing or help someone, you know, that may be oppressed or, or an infestation or something like that, it can be done. And in my opinion, when the person that's being oppressed or the, the family that lives in the home where the infestation is, if you can make them believe that there's help, that someone can help them, and they feel that emotion, they feel that inside of them at that moment, they, for the first time they believe that they could beat this thing, that is a very, very powerful emotion. And if you can get the homeowner to recite the prayers themselves and say it with authority, that's, that's, that's the key point right there, saying it with authority. In other words, what I'm saying is you can't go in there and say, all evil spirits must leave this house now. Don't say it like that. You say, what well, I command all the evil spirits to evacuate this home now in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Be gone. Say it with authority like that. That is what the blood of Christ has given us is authority to tread over serpents. Don't fear demonic entity, but respect it. That's very important. There's no need for you to fear demons if you are wearing the armor of God. However, you must respect it as well. Key point. So I hope this helped you guys out. And thank you for tuning in.